0: This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe on 101.9 Chai FM, unleashing all sorts of power on the Jewish community. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. of Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Pinchas. And a warm, warm welcome to our entire radio family. It's wonderful to have you back. It's wonderful to have you with us Again, on another beautiful program, another wonderful era of Shabbos here in Johannesburg. That's uh, very uh, quickly turning into an early springtime almost. It's quite uh, quite bearable. Outside, although they say it's going to get a little bit colder over Shabbos, doesn't it somehow always seem to get a little bit colder over Shabbos as as it's coming? Well, I hope those of you who have had the opportunity to be on holiday, have enjoyed it. Those who might still be on holiday and are listening to us from the far flung reaches of somewhere in this world, on www.chai.fm.com. Also, welcome to to all of you. I hope you are really, really. Uh, enjoying yourself and those who are still here in Johannesburg and have just sort of carried on their their routine well it is at Shabbos and uh, that's always special that's always a a wonderful opportunity for us to take stock of where we are and what the week's been and what we've been doing and what we need to do we have of course entered the period of the three weeks this uh, Shabbat Tammuz the fast of Tammuz was on was this past uh, Sunday so that uh, we've already begun with the the various uh, limitations that exist during the uh, during the three weeks such as the council of no 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 weddings and uh, no weddings and no uh, shaving or haircuts and no listening to to music and uh, and and dancing etc those are the things that are basically uh, exist during this first part of the of the Omer period, during the uh, during the uh, un- period until until Rosh Chodesh. At least these are some of the things that uh, that uh, that are limiting us during during this time. But of course, just to uh, say a little idea, perhaps on the on the uh, on the parsha, just to uh, get our minds. Uh, around Pashas, uh, Pashas, Pinchas is such a, a fascinating and, sort for the dramatic reward given to Pinchas Ben Elazar Ben Aaron Hakayin, who who is is credited with heishev he was credited with having uh, calmed Hakadosh Baruch Hu down, with having uh, having taken away Hashem's anger from from the the Jewish the Jewish nation and and save them. And of course, we know that uh, that Pinchas was given the great reward of not only becoming a Kayin, but of uh, giving, being granted eternal life. Uh, he became uh, Eliyahu Hanavi, who will be the one that uh, informs us, who will be the one that uh, lets us know about the uh, the upcoming redemption. The the please God, uh, he'll be he's going to be the herald of the Gula, seed of the. Uh, of the great, uh, of the great, of the great redemption. And, and there's so many lessons, so many things to pick up on in, in, the, in this week's, in this week's Pasha. Perhaps one of them is that, uh, we know that, uh, Rashi tells us that he got this, uh, this Brit Kunat Oloman. And, and Rashi says that even though that the line of Kuhuna, had already been had already been set down <clears throat> kuna was given to of course Aaron who was the uh the uh king and his two surviving sons because of course Nadim and Abihu were were killed on the day of the inauguration of of the Mishkan his two existing sons uh Elazar and Yitamar, and any Children that would be born subsequent to the time when God designated them as uh, as as khanim. so they they uh, were destined to be to be the the khanim. and and therefore Pinchas, who was already alive at that time, who was born long before long before the actual declaration of Aaron and his sons as as khanim, Says Rashi he never was designated he never was picked as a coin and uh, and therefore and the fact that uh, the Gemara says also that uh, Pinchas only became a coin subsequent to to his uh, killing of the of the prince of Israel and the uh, Midianite woman whom, with whom he had committed adultery, when he when he did that act of of total selfless selfless dedication, where he put his life literally in in, in danger and showed a, a, a basically a total disregard for his own life, because he was an incredibly. Uh, a, a serious mortal danger when when he did that, uh, and nevertheless, as a reward for that, he was given this this uh, this eternal this eternal this eternal life. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and and the ramifications of of that in our in terms of our understanding of the world and God's plan, but we're gonna stop for a moment for a short break. This is one one point nine FM, soul to soul. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb. One one point nine FM If there was a day celebrating our lifestyle, we have such a day every single day. It's the 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 spirit we have every single morning when we get up to celebrate and say, that certainly is a celebration of, of, of our lifestyle. But we're seeing from Pinchas an incredible lesson in how to understand the Ashkacha of, of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because if you can imagine, for 40 years, Pinchas sat around watching his father, watching his Zayde, watching his uncle. All involved every single day in the service of the Beis Mikdash and and bringing the 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 uh, the carbonos and uh, and all these all these things. Um, Can you imagine how you must have felt? Imagine how left out, how upset, how downtrodden. Pinnacles must have been, why, why is so not fair? Why is Hashem doing this to me? Why is my life gone so sour? What did I do wrong to uh, to uh, merit that You know, my whole family should be doing all this important, important uh, uh, service and I'm not allowed? And, and we see from you a tremendous, tremendous lesson about the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with the, uh, with the, uh, with the world, which is, we know is totally chesed and totally Hashem's compassion and love for us, even though sometimes we think that this is to our detriment and why does Hashem hate me and why does, why does he do that? And, and the, the, the ramification, of course, here is because had, in fact, uh, uh, Pinchas been Hekoin, been, been Sort of selected as a Kohen together with the, with the rest of his, uh, of his family. Where now this incident happened and in his act of, of, of great divine passion, he had, uh, he had gotten up and, and killed the, uh, the, the, uh, the Kohenim. So and had gotten up and killed. Sorry, uh, Zimri and uh, and uh, the girl he was uh, cavorting with. At that moment, that actually would have ended his career as a uh, as a kohen, because the halacha is that a kohen who who kills someone is is n- no longer eligible to do any of the service in. In the Beit Hamikdash, and therefore, had kohen, had Pinchas been a kohen up to this point, he would never have been able to have served as a kohen. But now, because of the way Hashem brought the events about, so when he killed him, he was no no longer a kohen. That therefore didn't invalidate him from from being a kohen. He was then made a kohen, and in addition, it was done in such a way that we're told that. All the koyanim gedolim, all the future high priests of the Jewish nation, all came directly from from Pinchas. In fact, the, the pasuk Yom says that there were no other koyanim gedolim in history except descendants of uh, of uh, of the of the Pinchas, and that, of course, is the the uh, we learn that from the Esbrusi Esbrusi Shalom says because. Uh, we know that the shalayim, the vav, the, the vav is a broken vav, and and the uh, Chazal learns out that in the first base of there were in fact eighty kayanim. and in the second base of there were three hundred uh, 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 kayanim. and uh, 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 and all of those descended from Pinchas, and that of course is the word. Shalem, because, because if once the yud is split, there's a, once the vav is split, there's actually yud. So it's shin, lamed, yud, mem, which is 380 to signify that all those kainim came directly from, from, uh, from Pinchas. And, and, and it's such a lesson for us, because so often we're in, we're in this, in situations that, uh, we think we have all kinds of questions and, our and why HaKadosh Baruch was doing this to us and it seems so unfair uh, and we don't realize that all of it, of course, is for our own benefit both in this world and the next uh, and the next world. And that, and that is a tremendous, tremendous, you say, it a tremendous, tremendous uh, 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 concept that we have to, that we have to, uh, we have to know. We have to know that there's, there's not one second in in the entire in the entire world that Hashem is not doing something for us, whether it be a physical uh, uh a progression or 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 some other kind of needs that we have, every single thing that's uh that's happening, even the things that we see as being as being challenges, as we we see as being difficulties, we see as being as being a a a suffering, they're all part of that uh of our development and they're all there so that towards at some at some future point, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will reach where we need Him to, uh, where Hashem needs us to uh, to to uh, reach the, the Ben Ishchai Brings down that famous gemara at the very very beginning of uh, of Masechet Brachot, where Rabbi Yossi says that He says one time, I was I was traveling. On the road, and I went into one of the rooms that are, that are, that was so prevalent in Yerushalayim, the Churvas Yerushalayim, and I went near to Davin. And the word says that Elio Novi came and stood at the entrance and waited for me and, and protected me. And when I came out, he said to me, says, Rebbe, why did you go into this, into this, uh, destroyed place, into this Churva? So I answered him, I went in. So Rabbi Yossi says, I went in there to uh, to Davin. So Elio and responded to him, but why why did you go in there? Why didn't you just stand on the side of the road and, and Davin and Davin there? Why did you have to go into the into the Khurba? So Rabbi Yossi answered him, Because I was afraid maybe I would be interrupted by the oivre derachim, by the people who are passing by. They'd want to know all sorts of things from me. They'd want, they want things from me. And I didn't want, I didn't want that to, uh, to, uh, to happen. So the, the Ben asks, he kind of look, just looks at, at the actual, at the actual language. Where of Yosef says, I was worried that I would be interrupted by the oivre durachim, those who are passing by. On the on the on the road, and and didn't use the word holchei Dirachim which in fact, when the Gemara begins and it talks about Rav Yaisi himself, it says pamachas mahalech So why does it use the word oivrei Dirachim rather than the phrase, the more accepted phrase of holchei holchei Dirachim So the ben Yodah comes. And explains uh, uh, that there are in fact two types of people who undertake a, a journey. He says there are. He says there are those people who are what we call holche drachim, and he says those are the people that, that that refers to those people who believe with a total and complete belief in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that every step they take. Every place they go is all organized by by the by the Hashkocha, all organized by Akkadushboraku him uh, himself and he who is mm-hmm. He prepares every single step that every single human, human being takes and wherever we go and whatever we do is all orchestrated. By by a every single thing is with a is with a cheshbon. Every single thing has a has a unique reason why this had to happen, why we had to go there, why we had to do this, and why this uh, delay happened, and why this seeming difficulty happened. Everything is specifically orchestrated and tailored for this for this person. That's a holchei Durachim. That's a person who understands that the journey is the goal itself. Every step of that journey is so is so important. And he says there are other people who are called oivrei Durachim. They they which refers to people that they have lesser degrees of a munah, perhaps very small, where they don't see that there's a purpose. They don't see a design in every single step that they take. All they're thinking about is what is the destination? Where am I gonna get where am I gonna get to? And therefore they, they're running to, to continue to be oh, to get the journey over with. I wanna get to to where where I want where I, wa- I want to be all all uh already and and they just want to uh they just want to get there and and do it and, and and be there and forget forget the uh the journey and on the contrary because of their their desire to get to the end to the end uh goal they think they can they can achieve much more they can they, they can uh you know somehow if they get there faster and 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 and, and smarter then they, they can get even more or more done and they don't they don't realize that every single thing has been preset in Shemaim exactly what you're going to achieve, and the extra effort and the extra speed is not going to help at all. You're not going to get anything more than the Rebbeinu orchestrated that you should that you should get. What's the difference? How do one, how do we see? How can we uh, 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 demonstrate the difference between these two people? Very simple someone who's in the understands that every single thing that happens every step is is part of the goal and therefore if something happens let's say to delay their their ability to to advance on 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 this road there's something that that stops them from going from going further they understand with absolute clarity that that's also Part of the Ashkacha Protest, that's part of Akhilesh divine, divine plan. And, uh, why should they get angry? Why should they get upset? That is clearly what I Baruchu wants, uh, wants them. Why should they lose their, their equanimity, their, their calm demeanor? If that's what Hashem wants them, so what? Okay, so I missed the train. So what? There's a, there's a, God forbid, a 24 24- car, Car pile up and the traffic is backed up for 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 hours. That's what Hashem wants, and I, I'm, I'm, that's that's where this is where I need to be. I need to, I am in exactly the place that the Rebbeinu Shalom wants me to uh, wants me to uh, to to uh, to be. And those, however, those who are the oivrei and those who are trying to get to a destination. Quickly, they will get angry. They will. They will be the ones that will be prone to the to the uh, to the road rage. Those will be the ones that will that will uh, lose it because they're constantly thinking that because of this delay, because of the situation. Oh, what about losing it? My 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 losses are incalculable, and that upsets them, and that infuriates them, and that and that causes them to lose their 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 equanimity, and, and sometimes even their their portion in alam in alam haba. And therefore, he says, that's how the Benyad explains, he says beautifully, he says that uh, when Rabbi Yossi says that I was afraid of the, uh, that I'd be interrupted by the Oivreid uh, Drachim, what he meant was he wasn't worried about meeting other Holcheid Rachim, other people who might yeah be on the same journey and and be here because they would have the same mindset. They would understand that whatever is happening is is part of the uh, part of the shkakh. They're not going to interrupt, and then they're, they're not going to be uh, anything more than totally placid and calm on their journey. What he was worried about were those people who would be on the road, and and for some reason, because the road they wasn't going as quickly as they as they wanted, or the, the, they got lost, or whatever it was, they would be upset and they'd be ranting and raving and says those are people says so, yes, I, I i needed to avoid i couldn't have them in my life i'm trying to down i'm trying to uh to connect to uh to our kodesh Baruch Hu, and uh and uh it's not it's not uh i can't the over those people who who don't have the right are those people who don't understand the reason why everything happens and are just angry and are people that you know just want to get get somewhere and can't see. Anything else is, is, is important. Those are the people who I had, I had to, uh, I had to, uh, uh, avoid. And, and, and it doesn't always work the way, the way, the way we want it to. And sometimes we have to go. You know, we're all gonna get to the moment where we sit in the, in the sunshine and we achieve what Hashem needs us, needs us to achieve. But it doesn't always go the way, the way, uh, we want. The Gemara relates about, uh, who uh was in was in a terrible, terrible, dire straits of, of, of uh of hunger and didn't have uh anything anything to uh to uh to eat and uh sorry so I, I wrong story. Uh, he was he was uh he was uh travelling, Mara says he was he was travelling and it was it started to rain and uh, he said I don't understand. How can it rain? Everyone else is at home. Everyone else is enjoying the rain. And I, because I'm, I'm traveling, it's causing me, it's causing me, uh, pain. And um, the one says that the, the rain, the rain stopped. So says, uh, the so Surah Yosef commented. So he says that the tefillah of Rabbi is even stronger than the tefillah of the coin on yom kippur. Because the coin uh, uh, uh davened in his short tefillah, that he davened after you went into the, uh, to the, uh, to the Kaddish he davened that, uh, that should be Consul for necha tfillas That obviously rain is so important for the Jewish nation, but people who are traveling, people who are on a journey, obviously rain is an inconvenience, and they might daven that it shouldn't rain, and the kngodol davened that the of those people shouldn't. Shouldn't come in front of the Rebbeinu and shouldn't cause him to stop to stop giving us giving us giving us rain it says says the uh, the the Ben that it's not a contradiction because the tefillah of the Kohen Gadal which was that the tefillahs of the Oyvre derachim of those who saw rain as some kind of a, a terrible detrimental thing it was going to stop them, it was going to make them late, it was going to delay them, it was going to make their clothes muddy, it was going to just be a nuisance. Those kind of Tfilas, which which clearly didn't understand the fact that rain was Ashkoch and rain was Watson and Hashem, they just saw it as somehow getting in their way of achieving what they wanted. That those are the fills that the Koenigodal Daven shouldn't be accepted. But we know that Achanida Mendoza was a whole He was someone who understood that uh, that uh, you know the, the uh the purpose of the uh, of of the reign and therefore it wasn't that the trill of the Koingodel didn't didn't help. It's possible that, uh, that, uh, that the tefillah of the Khan God was something totally different than the tefillah of, uh, of Rabbi Yochan, of Rabbi Yochan and ben, uh, ben, 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 Ben Zaka. And, and as I said, it does, it does, it does take time and, and it has nothing to do sometimes, the hats with, with the, uh, you know, the, the, what seemingly on the outside would seem to be the, 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 those things that create, uh, that create success. Sometimes the, the, the situations that look most difficult and most, and look least promising are the ones that turn out to be, to be the, the most successful. I mean, uh, uh they draw the parallel just in the next Ali of the Pasha, where the Jewish nation is counted, uh, again. And uh, one of the largest tribes of, of all the counting was, in fact, the tribe of uh, of Dun. The tribe of of Dun had uh, a huge a huge camp. It reached, in fact, uh, 60, 64,600 people. And as compared let's say to the tribe of Binyamin, the tribe of Binyamin only reached a total of forty five thousand six hundred, which seems interesting because we know that Binyamin, as the Torah tells us, Binyamin had ten had ten sons. Dun only had one, the one son Hushem and that uh, son himself also seemed to have been Slightly handicapped, he was. He was deaf, as as we see in several places in in in, in Chazal, and yet and yet the the number of people in, in the tribe of, of small Shavuot dun Outstrip. Uh, uh, we, we don't understand Hashem but we have to understand that everything happens is a journey everything is part of uh, a Baruch Hu's plan and we've got to be a <laughs> we've got to be traveling along that along that way we're going to come back with a little bit about doing business on Shabbos have a uh, listen to the break and this is one point nine Chai FM the greatest studious radio station in all of Africa this is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb 101.9 Chai and this is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon as I said area of Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Pinchas the important times you need to know for this week uh, Shabbos candle lighting cannot be later than 14 minutes past 5 5.14 is the latest time for lighting uh, Shabbos candles the uh, Shabbos Kodesh uh, unfortunately terminates tomorrow night at seven minutes past six. Six oh seven already getting or slightly later than then it was at the at the earliest point of winter. As we said, this is already the uh, the three the three weeks, and therefore the Haftarah tomorrow is the special Haftarah for the first week of the three weeks, which. In Yom will appear as the haftorah of Pashat Matot, which is the first of next week's uh, portions. The the haftorah of Pinchas is very, very rarely uh, read. Only sometimes in a in a in a leap year with a certain kind of configuration. One, you know, even to be a even to be a haftorah, you need Mazal whether they are going to be read a lot or uh, or uh, or not. Uh, so that's the important part of this uh, of this uh, Shabbos, which of course today is the twentieth. Uh, so tomorrow will be the twenty first day of the month of, uh, of of Tammuz. We left off last week. We were talking about playing on on Shabbos, games on Shabbos. Uh, we were speaking about playing ball and and things like that, or even uh, chess or different activities, and and we expressed. The the two main opinions: one about the actual uh, transgression of Uvdu chol of it being weekday activities, and then the other concept that, well, while these things may not in, in 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 as of themselves be forbidden, the concept that this is Shabbos and and Shabbos is Shabbos Hayom is a kodesh day to Akolish Poruch and meant to be uh, a celebrated, meant to be utilized for for primarily for service like for learning for spending time with the family for 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 singing songs for and 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 to be distracted by just uh playing around and and kind of whiling away the uh the uh the time is is uh is not is not uh uh ideal and therefore, certainly, what the play schemes seem to say is that for, for, uh, adults, one should ideally not get involved in, in ball playing or, 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 or chess playing either for either one of these two, of these two reasons, either because it might intrinsically be forbidden or because it's not necessarily the proper utilization of the time on, uh, on, uh, on on Shabbos but of course those who are going to be lenient and would allow such activity do have whom whom to uh, whom to rely on we can look in the, in the, at the whole discussion in the Shulchan Arach in Simon Shinchas in Semen 3 308 uh, and, and the Magna of Rome uh, in, in various places all all uh, discuss that and, and even even the children when needs somehow to at least on some level try to educate them to at least use a little bit of the time. If they're going to have a children's service, they're going to have some kind of uh, organized group activity. Certainly there should be some spirituality, some Shabbos activity, some discussion of the Pasha, some telling of a, of a, of a story with some moral lesson or some kind of a, uh, a, a discussion so that they also get the message of one needs to increase the time one spends learning Torah and devoting to to the connection with our Baruch Hu on uh, on on Shabbos, but but uh, m- most of the uh, of the uh, lachak authorities uh, agree that we would not forbid children from uh, being involved in games and things on uh, on Shabbos because it's just totally totally uh, uh, you know improbable that uh, they'd be able to uh, be able to keep such a such a such a decision but things that that involve a huge kind of or just a big business and a big noise and a big organization uh, to play a, a, like an organized game of of soccer or 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 basketball or or tennis or any of these things that's certainly uh, 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 shouldn't be played on Shabbos, even by, by youngsters. That certainly would qualify as an Ubda Dukhal as being weekday type, uh, 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 activity. And certainly if you're going to play it in a, in a stadium on a whole sports complex, that certainly would not be, uh, would not be appropriate Shabbos, uh, uh, behavior. And that would, uh, and, and that would restrict, that would be a restriction that would apply both to, to adults and to and to uh, and and to Another very very important area that falls under this uh, this uh, general uh, ambit of the, the 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 beautiful sort of reflection, the beautiful colors of of what Shabbos is is meant to be is is the concept of uh, earning. Money on Shabbos is already something we're, we're dealing with. Uh, for those who have uh, started the new section of Dirshu, we began this week the the third section of the uh, of the Shulchan that deals uh, primarily with the laws of uh, of, uh, of of Shabbat. So one of the things that our rabbis forbade was for a person to do any activity that's going to earn him. Money uh, in exchange for services rendered or or work done on on the Shabbat. You cannot be paid. You cannot uh, earn profit for activities or work done on on Shabbos. Why? Because receiving that payment, receiving those 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 salaries for for work done. Falls under the category of of doing business, of buying and selling, of of, of commerce in in in, uh, in in that way, and therefore it is it is uh, it is forbidden. Even if we're not talking about forbidden work, even if we're talking about activity, what that one's being hired to do things that are allowed to be done on uh, on Shabbos. For instance, you hire someone. As a, as a security guard to guard your premises or something from from uh, from thieves, or you hire uh, waiters or waitresses because you have some uh, some kind of a function on on Shabbos, it, it would be forbidden for those employees to be paid specifically for the work that they do on uh, on on Shabbos. And that uh, that comes from the Gemara, is brought down in in the uh, in the uh, in the Shulchan. In the Shulchan and and similarly, you cannot receive uh, uh, income. You cannot receive rent for for hiring out uh, uh, vessels or or, or or equipment that belongs to you, or or uh, or a specific place uh, for for the for the Shabbos for the Shabbos uh, uh, activity, and and even even B'deuvah, even if you did it. It would be then forbidden to have benefit from that money. So, what can you do? Well, you come back in a minute after our short break and we'll talk a little bit about how you can structure such a package. But please don't run away. This is 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb one point nine We are back here on Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Just a few minutes left until we take our leave and go run off into the shadows to prepare and complete our own Shabbos uh, 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 preparation. So what are you going to do if you need someone to work for you on Shabbos? How are you going to manage to cement such a relationship if he cannot Earn money on Shabbos. So one of the concepts that's uh, that is uh, implementable to uh, make such an arrangement is what's called havlo. Havlo means that I don't hire the person to work uniquely for the twenty-four or twenty-five hours of uh, of uh, of Shabbos, but I combine that employment also with some employment that the person's going to do for me on uh, on uh, on on another day of the week i'm hiring you to guard my facilities to to be my security agent so you'll work for me on on a different day also not just on uh, on shabbat you'll work for me on a different on a different time also and then i'll pay you one lump sum, and that lump sum will be for the weekday, and also include with it the money for Shabbat, but it's not specifically then... For, for, for the Shabbat. I need, uh, I need waiters to, uh, to, uh, serve at my Shabbaton. Fine. So on, on Friday afternoon, you'll come and, and set up the tables for the Friday night meal before Shabbos, or you'll serve Amulav and Malka afterwards. You'll be involved in activities that, that extend before or beyond the, the, the Shabbat, and, uh, your, your main salary will be for those Extra hours it may seem unbalanced. You may work twenty hours on Shabbos and four hours before, and I'll I'll just pay you a huge amount per hour for the for the week hours. But that is a way to get uh, to get around it, provided that such an arrangement was made. Uh, beforehand, that it was agreed beforehand that that would be the arrangement. He would work Matze Shabbat or some other, some other, uh, some other time. Then we could say the, the, the payment is also for the other hours that he worked on, uh, on, uh, on weekday. And then it's considered that the Shabbos arrangement, the Shabbos payment is kind of literally swallowed up in the weekday, in the weekday. But, If there was no such discussion and no such negotiation uh, beforehand, and no such agreement was reached that he would work sometime during during the week, so then even if, practically speaking, it was done that way, and the person, the employee, did actually work some hours uh, before, after Shabbos, Shabbos also, that's and it's no longer swallowed up. It has to be a prior arrangement. It's not considered uh a swallowed up in the in the weekday activity and the employee would not be allowed to uh accept accept that money and it would be a it would be a a, a problem. Same thing would happen if you hire a, a a let's say a room in a in a hotel where Obviously, you're going to, you, you, are paying for the Shabbos, but obviously you're going to come into the hotel before Shabbos. You're not going to leave the moment Shabbos is over. And therefore, there's some of the weekday time included in the rental. And therefore, it's considered that you're paying for the weekday time and not the Shabbat. And that becomes, that becomes permitted. That's going to be all we have time for on this, uh, Friday afternoon. Please stay tuned for the, the news and then the, uh, address ...of the Chief Rabbi on on the Pasha, which is always quite enlightening and quite uh, informative. And then after that, obviously, some beautiful music to get you into the spirit, into the mood for Shabbat. So plenty of good radio listening here on 101.9 FM. Just a moment left for me to wish each and every one of you, first of all, I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of our radio family this week. And wish each and one of you a wonderful, wonderful Shabbat Shalom, and all the best to you and those that you love. Shabbat Shalom.